0: You're now listening to the Bar Stars podcast, where we explore health, longevity, and performance. I'm your host, Edward Checo, and we'll be diving deeper into topics I've been studying for the last 10 years as a catastatics expert. Today, our guest is Marcus Bondi. He is someone i followed on YouTube for years. He holds multiple world records in the fields of rope climbing, chin-ups, and one-arm chin-ups. If you guys been following our channel, we did a video with him about four years ago titled, This Video Will Change Your Life. In the video, he gives out massive motivational vibes, which if you haven't seen, I heavily encourage you to check it out. Today, we talk about how he trains for breaking the world records, his day-to-day training, how he handles resting and overtraining. and we had some poor connection during certain times in the episode. I apologize. You know he's really far in Australia, but I assure you it's not that bad. All right, enjoy. How are you doing today, Marcus?
1: Hey, I'm awesome, Ed. Great to see you, man. You are fantastic. I love what you're doing all over the world. Bar Stars gets me hyped up and motivated. Whenever I need to smash a world record, I just go on to Bar Stars and watch some awesome, awesome moves. Guys smashing it, cranking it, pushing it to intensity.
0: Thank you. I'm honored, Marcus. Um, I'm going to tell the audience real quick how I first discovered uh, you, Marcus. Uh, When I got on Catastatics on YouTube, There are a small group of channels, most of them mostly from New York. And I felt like New York had a lot of this freestyle uh, stuff going on, Uh, the freestyle movement, the creative tricks. And then I stumbled on the Bondi Beach, Marcus Bondi's YouTube channel. And it was all these different people just nailing crazy endurance for pull-ups, like 27 pull-ups, 28 pull-ups. And the clips were always short but sweet, Uh, 20 muscle-ups. And it would just be that. And it would just be nicely, rawly just put out there. And I always thought, shit, what is going on at that beach?
1: Well, it was all about people coming from all over the world, Ed. We had guys and girls who loved exercise, who loved fitness, who wanted to do something awesome, train at the beach. And when they came from all over the world to the pull-up bars there, they'd all bang out reps. And we got to a group of people, basically, that met there all the time. This is probably about 25 years ago. And we had a all Russians, Americans, Asians, Chinese, New Zealanders from all over the world coming and doing reps. And then we sort of created a group that was just a bunch of people who were totally committed to what they were doing. And we're just repping out, repping out, repping out. Because that was before any sort of real creative calisthenics sort of got into the culture, all we knew was just lots of reps. Then a guy called Dimitri set up a rope climb on the cliff, 25-foot high rope climb over jagged rocks and we'd all climb there. And they were all like mad Russian ex-Special Forces guys. So we had to train with them and you couldn't quit. You couldn't say, oh, I'm going home now. I've had enough, I'm too tired. They'd say bullshit, you'll stay, you'll stay and train. You must train, don't be pussy. So we all had to train.
0: You have a world record from a rope climbing, correct?
1: Correct, yes, I I broke it on the World Records, uh, Guinness World Records TV show. And it's a five meter rope. You start in seated position you get 60 seconds, they count only the distance you climb up, which is five metres, and in 60 seconds, I climbed five and a half reps, which was 27.8 metres. And that's the first World official Guinness World Record I broke. Then I broke the world record for most chin-ups with a 40-pound backpack, and I did 26 on the morning TV show for a charity for people to stop for dry July, which is don't drink for a month. Uh, that was the second world record I broke. Then for... Uh, a global event, Reebok event. I broke the world record for most chin ups with a 100 pound backpack. And I did, uh, for that one, I did 14 in, what, in 60 seconds. And that one sucks because a 100 pound backpack, the straps really dig into your shoulders and the weight's all disproportionate. It's not like doing weighted pull ups with a weight belt, which is really nice and, and comfortable. The backpack's pulling you backwards and cutting off circulation to your arms. That's a really tough one. Uh, and then I, I, I rebroke the uh, 40 pound backpack one as well. So, yeah, I've broken a few on TV, Ed. All been good fun.
0: I remember uh, I, I tried backpack pull ups when Mike Chang made his video saying that he broke a world record. And, you know, yes. everyone, if you read the comments, everyone now uh, like really does kind of say, yes. just calling, calling him out. I remember seeing a comment from you challenging him. Yes. That's but right. I said,
1: yeah, yeah, I said, Mike Chang. That's awesome congratulations. Now let's have a weighted backpack uh, pull up rep competition and the and the loser donates $50,000 to charity so we can put up pull up bars all over the world for kids who need pull up bars. So that was my way of sort of enticing him in a nice way to do it. So it was it was about money but not for us it was just to prove who could do it. Of course he didn't reply.
0: I was just going to I was just going to ask if he replied or not. But, no. but I, that was my first time doing pull-ups with a with a book bag, and it is it is a bit harder for sure because like you feel it like pulling you back, and then the strips like eating into your shoulders.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the backpack ones are really difficult, uh, just from a, a dynamic ergonomic point of view. And look, what? And look, I'll give out some of the secrets I learned about that. The Guinness World Records they just say backpack. So as long as it's a backpack, doesn't matter how what i do is customize the straps make them nice and wide I, I get a new set of straps usually from a yoga mat so they're super wide straps so instead of just the narrow strap that cuts in like a razor blade after about five or six reps you get a nice wide strap across your body which spreads out the pressure and also if you use a, a rubber yoga mat put baby oil underneath so it doesn't grip, so it slides on your on your skin. So you're not, it's not gripping and cutting in, so it's a nice smooth movement. The other trick is strap yourself around the waist, so the backpack's strapped close to your body. So that way it's not flopping around because when you've got 100 pounds on your back flopping around with weights in it, hitting you on the back, hitting you on the coccyx, hitting you on the spine, that sucks. So there's all little tricks you can do that are 100% legal, but just make it better to to
0: train that way. Got it, got it. So you hold four different world records. They're somewhat related. You would say they're basically a lot of pulling strength, right? Yes, sir. Say, do you train each one specifically, or do you have a general workout program and I just was able to hit these goals from that workout program? Uh, look, I try.
1: I, I loosely train each one specifically. Uh, the the when I know I've got a world record coming up, like at the Arnold Classic a couple of years ago, I, I had to break the heaviest weighted chin-up record, which was 100 kilograms. And I did 100.4 kilograms, and Arnold watched that. He was there. Uh, Arnie was watching, going, go, Marcus, go, you can do it. And then he, when, when I broke it, he gave me the Arnold medal, which was pretty cool. And That's then he, um, Legendary. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And, and he was such a cool guy. He's an awesome guy. He's so friendly and he, he spoke to everyone at the show and he's he's a real deal. He's not fake. I was wondering before, is Arnie fake? Like, is he just this Hollywood big shot? But I saw him at the expo. He went up to everyone there. He went up to, like kids were doing basketball or aerobics, he went and spoke to every kid. He did some basketball with them, did some aerobics, and I'm watching him to see if he was fake, and he wasn't fake. He was real. He was in the moment with every person he spoke to. He, he gave 100% to every person. So full respect to Arnie. He's totally awesome. Uh, but to train for it, yes. If it's, for example, uh, but what I've found is like everything, if you're training for a specific world record, you just have to do that one record it's, over and over and over and over again, so it's second nature. So for example, if you're training for uh, most pull-ups in one minute with a 40-pound backpack, you actually have to ramp it up a bit. Get a use a 50-pound backpack and set yourself a 50-second time limit and make sure you, you're repping out beyond what's expected of the world record. So always push it, either do it in a shorter time or add more weight. So you're always stressing your body a little bit more but also the secret is just be really, really gradual, just gradual intensity, in, increase the weight 100 grams, you know, two or three ounces a week. That gradual increase really helps as well. I do it for fun. I never really meant, I never set out to break any world records. It was just about training, training hard, and just pushing limits only to get fitter and healthier and, and to, to train better and to enjoy life more. It wasn't about breaking a world record. That just sort of happened in as weird as it sounds. It was just and that happened by accident. So I just went with it, I thought, yeah, you know, we'll go with it and see what happens. How often do you train, Marcus? Oh, I I train every day, I do something every day. Uh, And people often ask me, do I train legs? And I do because I play ice hockey, so I do a lot of rollerblade sprint training. And I also rollerblade uphills, sprint up hills, running up hills, and rollerblading up hills. Uh, and when the gyms were open, I'd do a lot of leg press uh, and leg extension. But I, I do them really fast because I, I need that speed, that fast twitch motion. So when I train, I train super fast, high intensity, and and same with uh, reps. Uh, even like pull up and push up reps. A lot of guys. You know work on that really slow movement i don't really believe in that i believe in still using correct form correct range of movement but as fast as possible i, I think it's okay to do maybe about 10 percent of your total reps slow just to hit that sort of strength and it has to be a heavy weight but if it's added weight do them slow but i don't believe it i believe in doing them as fast as possible correctly not not too slow because that that explosive power helps with everything Helps with muscle ups, helps with you know dips, helps with all calisthenics as well. If you have that explosive strength, I find if you you know if you go too slow, it
0: slows you down totally. I fully agree. I, mm. I love yeah. getting like the explosive power of it too. It's just yeah, a cool yeah. feeling. And,
1: yeah, exactly. And your muscle ups show that. Ed. Your muscle ups are nice and smooth and clean and fast. And that's why I made the. Uh, I, I did the first ever, I think. Uh, calisthenics rap, the muscle up rap, which you're in. It's called muscle up, muscle up.
0: Oh yeah, a, yeah, yeah, you did.
1: Yeah. And it, and and that was I, I did that because I thought the muscle up is such an awesome thing, and it's such a huge culture all over the world. And everyone who starts calisthenics, first thing they want to learn is a muscle up. And it sounds great. And I thought just to do something to inspire people to do, get muscling up. I thought I'll write the muscle up app rap and this awesome guy in new york a rapper you know he he did the rapping for it i got a synth guy in london to do the music for it and it and i used all all my friends all awesome people from all over the world to appear on the video clip and it's and and it's just a fun thing it starts off deltoids pumped and posing shredded abs exposing cheap fakers we exposing their pride be decomposing and that's we're like exposing all the fakers that a muscle guys but can't do a muscle up because a muscle up strength and skill and technique and, and and passion. So it was all about just having that passion and doing the muscle up. Where can people go listen to that? Uh, it's it's on my YouTube. Muscle, just YouTube search muscle up rap Marcus Bondi, uh, and it's on and it's on um, it's on uh, Spotify uh, and it's oh, on is it? Uh, what's it called. Yeah, it's on TuneCore. Yeah, yeah. So it's an actual rap and it goes for 10 minutes. So you can actually play it while you're working out because the chorus is muscle up, muscle up, muscle up. So there's a lot of just like just to get you training and hype for training. And I've got I've got the medals. That's the first official Guinness World Record medal I won. And this one, it's the official Guinness World Record for most chin-ups in one minute uh, with a 40-pound backpack. And this is the one Arnold gave me. Uh, this is the nice. Arnold medal, which I got uh, at the Arnold Expo for breaking the heaviest, well, heaviest weighted chin up one rep, and that was cool. Arnold said, um, Arnold came up and he goes, that's amazing what you do. I wish I could do that. And I said, oh, Arnold, you're number one. You've inspired a generation. And he said, no, Marcus, you are
0: number one.
1: <laughs> I said, yeah, awesome. <laughs> That must be an awesome feeling. Yeah, unreal, unbelievable. Yeah, that was really good fun. Yeah, are, you so they- the
0: current, are you still the current world record holder for all those records?
1: Uh, I don't know because they, people attempt to break them, but they until they're officially certified by official Guinness World Records, it's not because they have to go through and verify that everything was done correctly. Um, and so the one I like the best of is a rope climb because you can't really cheat in that. Because it'll, as you know, if, if you give people 40 pounds and ask them to do pull-ups, everyone's form will be different. You know what I mean? Even though it's strict, everyone's form's slightly different. You, you know, did, did he crane his neck over the bar or Did he hold it straight? Did his knees move? Did his hips move? I'm sure you've come across this a million times, Ed. It's like, you know, when people are doing reps. Whereas why I like the rope climb world record is that it doesn't matter how much you kip and move your body, whatever. Not that it helps anyway. It's just how far you climb in, in that, you know, how far you, your hands and arms can take you up. So – and kipping doesn't help because it puts extra G-forces on your, on your hands. So it's total sort of coordination where it, everything's equal in the rope climb record. So it doesn't matter um, – you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if someone didn't move their hips properly, there's there's less focus on form because it's just sheer scaling uh, vertical height.
0: I imagine if you kip, you make the rope swing as
1: well, right? Correct, yes. So, it, it, you pay the penalty. If you're kipping too much, then the rope swings, your arms get, you know, pulled out of whack, It all, it all everything changes. So, that's where it's a good sort of equalizer, the rope climb, and I recommend rope climb for everybody out there who's training calisthenics, because it gives you super duper grip strength. If you don't have a rope, you can just throw a towel over a pull up bar and do pull ups on the towel. Because what I found with calisthenics, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys and girls say, oh, I want to do a muscle up, I want to do a front lever, I want to do all all the moves. And I say, look, forget about the skills, just get really strong, get your base really strong get your reps up get your strength up get your grip strength up then all the skills are so much easier and it's so much safer to do them because you've got the strength don't worry about doing crazy you know gymnastic calisthenic moves you know in, in 3 weeks spend a year getting really strong and then everything will come easy it'll because you have the strength to carry it off and the endurance and the stamina to to maintain everything and i think that's where calisthenics you know a lot of people might be worry about injuries, and that's when people do things before their muscles, tendons, joints, and ligaments have properly developed. And so they try things that are putting unnecessary stress on their joints and everything without building that strength first.
0: I want to ask you about that, actually, because you do a lot of one-arm chin-ups, and I've seen you do it for years. Have you ever yeah. had a, a, a deal of elbow tenditis or any injury in your elbow from it? Because a lot of people feel pressure from their elbow. Yeah,
1: I, and i know that's very common and all i can put that down to is very gradual progress i my whole life it's been super duper gradual progress i mean you, you see you hear about people doing you know starting calisthenics and doing a one chin up in in a year to me that's that's too fast because even though their muscles might have developed to that strength their ligaments and tendons they don't don't necessarily catch up that quickly so it's crucial to build up to it. i was just doing Middle of pull-ups and chin-ups for years before for maybe five or six years before i even contemplated doing a one-arm pull-up and that was in about 1980 85 86 and in those days i didn't even know what it, no one even knew what a one-arm pull-up was there was no internet you just get the only magazines on health and fitness for like the odd muscle magazine out of California, which was just about, you know, bodybuilders. And that was all old school. So even the concept of a one-arm chin-up or pull-up, I didn't even know if it was a thing. Like, is it a thing? Do people do it? Is it it possible to do? Like, it was a really weird thing. So we just sort of had to experiment at, at that level. And then, you know, so I started off You know, just start off with one arm chin-up, just doing heaps of chin-ups and then grabbing your wrist, you know, the one-handed chin-up, grabbing the wrist and then lower down and then getting the one arm chin-up. So I've never had tendonitis or anything like that, but I believe it's because I worked on it very gradually and I always stretched, always stretching. And this goes especially to calisthenics people who are doing a lot of pulling exercises. We're always doing this. We're always grabbing, we're always curling this way. It's important to stretch out your muscles and tendons and joints the other way, even against the wall. Always be stretching out the other way to get some respite. because so I believe that stretching of the brachialis and the forearm and everything really helps with alleviating tendonitis and, and, and all those elements like golfers elbow, tennis elbow. It's a common complaint amongst you know, people who train hard. Do you stretch every session? Yes, and I stretch. I stretch in between every set. I'm a big believer in stretching, because stre- what I found stretching between every set, it makes your workout stronger throughout. It makes it, it gives you a stronger, longer workout, reduces injury, uh, and it's something to do during a recovery time, and then also gives quicker recovery as well. I think if you don't stretch, like for example, if I do a set of pull-ups. Then I'll do a stretch, I'll grab a bar or something and do a, a post and stretch my lats and arms just for 10, 15 seconds in between each set. I find it really helps just reset everything for the next set. Could you walk us through
0: a typical workout day for you?
1: Okay, so, uh, well, I'll, I'll, my, this is my ideal workout day. It won't always happen, but my ideal, typical workout day would be uh, wake up, uh, have a coffee, Coffee is the one drug that I love and recommend. Only if people like it. <laughs> Caffeine. I love coffee. It, it's I love one, I so, coffee is one drug that I love, so I'll have a coffee, but I'll also drink lots of water. In the first hour of my day, I'll have almost a liter of water, just drinking glasses, just because during the night, your body dehydrates, so it's important to rehydrate. And we, we know our muscles run on water, on, so and our body runs on water, so hydrate up. Then I'll do some hill sprints, just it's a, a steep hill, running up, I'll run up. For before 30, breakfast? Yes, before breakfast. Sprint up the hill, 10, 10 sets of sprints, come down, and then I'll have breakfast. For breakfast, I'm, I'm not a big breakfast kind of guy. I'll have a banana or an apple or some fruit or, or, a, or a shake, something like that. Then I'll go and do uh, then I'll do, like, the full training, which is, it'll be a rope climb, which will be probably half an hour of rope climbs, five-meter rope climbs, uh, and if I don't do rope climb, I'll do weighted pull-ups and chin-ups, but what I've learned now is that I never, I never do just free body weight chin-ups or pull-ups or push-ups anymore. I always add weight, even if it's five kilograms, like, even if it's 10 pounds, or even if it's five pounds. I think... It's good to just push your body, even if it's a microscopic amount beyond its limits. So, if if I'm put, doing pull-ups, I don't never do them without any weight. So, like I said, minimum five pounds, ten pounds, uh, and also to, but I'll work on uh, endurance. So I'll do as many as I can with five pounds, and then what? One thing I do, which is a bit controversial, some people don't like it. If I'm going for max reps, if I do for example, say I do 20, 20 pull-ups, at perfect strict form range of movement. I'll stay on the bar and then I'll do, I'll stay on the bar and I'll do half reps and then quarter reps and I'll stay on the bar. Then I'll do eighth reps. And then when I can't do any more reps, I'll, I'll hang on the bar until I can't hang anymore and my fingers come off. Because I, I believe that's building endurance a lot. Even though it's not full range of movement, it's still the correct form. Like, if, if you're doing, if you're swinging and, you know, torturing yourself the correct form, as long as you can use correct form, it uh, doesn't have to be full range of movements. So that way you really push your endurance. Because it's like, uh, if you can do 20 reps and then 20, and then you add uh, five half reps on, on the end of that, eventually you'll get to 21, 22. That's my philosophy. You have to push your body in endurance and stamina further and further and further. And also what I found is crucial is just hanging on the bar. Passive bar hangs or active bar hangs, for one arm, two arm, really helps with everything. All calisthenics, all training, grip strength really helps because in our, in our bodies, our grip strength is probably proportionately weakest because it's the smallest muscles and it's the first thing to give out usually because we've got you know delts triceps biceps lats traps all working in unison but you want to get your your grip strength that strong
0: when you, people usually max out it usually takes a lot out of them and they have like uh when i for example when i do max sets i'll put like a i, I have to put a long rest do you time your rest how, how do you how do you go about resting between your pull-up sets Yes, I think it's fine to have a long rest. And when I train with people,
1: I say, look, do a full set to, to crank out to failure, go to failure, but then rest until you're ready to give it a good shot again. Don't don't go efficient. You know, don't make it that you must go one minute or thirty seconds or ninety seconds if you're not ready. to Bust out another good set, and normally that good set has to be above 50% of your best set. So if you if you max out to failure 20, 25 reps. Wait till you can get at least you know, 14, 15 reps on your second set. And if you train yourself, you'll work that out. You'll know what your limits are. But even that, on the second set, even push it as well. Go to 15 reps and then do half reps while you're still on the bar. Just pumping your arms, getting the blood flow, building that endurance and stamina and strength long-term for that long-term endurance
0: every time we train pull-ups, is it mostly maxing out? Yes. Yes. I, I,
1: I feel like I'm robbing myself. I'm cheating myself. If I if I can do, for example, 20 pull-ups and to stop at you know, 17 or 15, I feel like I'm robbing myself because I'm, I'm, I'm wasting energy and strength that was there that I didn't utilize. It's like use it or lose it sort of philosophy. I feel I have to do it. Otherwise it's going to be I'm going to lose it I have to keep pushing the boundary even incrementally just gram by gram rep by rep half rep by half rep
0: and then I, okay so after the pull ups what, what do you do next
1: uh, then I'll do uh, I like to mix it up actually I like to do pull, a set of pull ups and a set of push ups and each time I like to mix the grip up so if I'll do I'll start with wide grip pull ups then I'll do wide grip push ups then I'll do Close grip pull-ups, then close grip push ups then supinated like chin-ups, mixed grip, one hand forward, one hand back, and then I'll do the same uh, asymmetrical push-ups on on the ground, one hand forward, one hand back. So I just really like mixing up the angles of everything I do, so close grip, wide grip, mixed grip, for pull-ups and push-ups, so alternating sets. And each set is a max out? Yes, yes. He sets a max out. Even if it's a little bit dirty at the end, just max it out because they're three or four dirty reps that you wouldn't normally be getting. Unless you're you you know, you're especially with push ups, don't ever rest on your joints. What when I say to failure, that's to muscle failure, not to joint or ligament or tendon failure.
0: And you mean resting on your joint, like resting at the locked out position at the top?
1: Yeah, lockouts okay to rest at lockout, but when you, you know when people you see their muscles are gone and they're just like really they're starting to fold up and they're they're resting on elbow joints or, or shoulder joints. That's more, more what I mean. I mean when I say go to failure or fatigue, when your muscle fatigue when when you stop having the power to actually do any range of movement. How many
0: sets you get in of pull ups, push ups? Like that? Uh like I'd go for ten sets. So 10 sets of maxing out, alternating pull-ups to push-ups? Yes. Yes.
1: Absolutely. And drink a lot of water during, and uh, yeah, so th- that's sort of a set I'll do, yeah. 10 sets, maxing out, pull-ups and push-ups, all different variations, trying to make each one a variation. But everyone has their favorite, especially for pull-ups or chin-ups, everyone's got their favorite chin-up or pull-up group, whether it's close, wide, pronated, supinated. everyone's got their favorite. So, I'd say... Keep your favorite for when you're smashed or when you start, when you really want to get, you know, give yourself a boost. Do your favorite grip or, you know, technique.
0: And then after the pull-ups and push-ups?
1: Uh, then uh, have, have and in between each of those sets, have a stretch, you know, grab the grab bar, have a stretch out, and then have a good stretch after the, the 10 sets of each. Uh, and then uh, the next day, if you're doing those of just, you know, five or 10 kilos, the next day I do heavy uh, weighted chin-ups or pull-ups. And that's starting with say 20 kilos, um, uh, 40 kilos, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 kilos. Uh, And but if you're going for a maximum single rep pull-up or chin-up lift, uh, I'd say, say you're going for 60 kilos is your goal. Get really good at repping out with 40 kilos. Get as many reps as you can with 40. And then with 50, rep out, rep out, rep out. Uh, And then also, say you haven't achieved 60 kilos, but you're going for 60. With 40 kilos, just do half reps from the bottom because that bottom pull is really important. So just grab the bar with the weight and just go to halfway and then come down. Really work on that base explosive power to get you started off the blocks. And then the same again, work on your top pull, pull yourself up with 40 kilos and just come down halfway, and then pull your chin up really high over the bar. So it's like sectioning off the pull up if you know what I mean, I know you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. you work the bottom half of the rep, then the top half of the rep weighted and then the middle section of the rep. That way you, you're really focusing and, and bombing each section of the lift.
0: Do, do you train all your muscles every training session? Or do you uh, have a sort of split of upper body, biceps, triceps, or any any split?
1: Uh, I, I, I don't really split because for my legs, I do sprints. And so I'll do in a different part of the day. I'll do sprints and leg press or leg extension early in the day. Or I just split up either way. I give, give like three or four good hours
0: in between. Okay. So you would train, let's say, upper body and lower body on Monday. And then the same on Tuesday, same on Wednesday. Yes. Yes, absolutely,
1: but 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 by that token, if anything, if ever if you've been training, I don't believe in having a strict regimen where you say you know it works for some people, but I'm like train as much as you can and as often as you can. But uh, if you if you've been training for three days and then you're like, oh man, you know my arms and shoulders, I just can't train, I just can't do pull-ups today. Then take the day off, take two days off and then train for three or four in a row again. Listen to your body, so just to get the most out of it. So if you, if you get up and you're like, yeah, I wanna train, fantastic, do it. But if you're really sore or tired or, or not motivated, don't do it. But if you know you should train, but you're not feeling motivated, just bang out a few reps, and if you're still not into it, fine. You, you know, you can have a rest. But what I find really motivates me is watching uh, YouTube videos of guys training, like on bar stars, like watch bar stars, and that gets me hyped up. Then I'm like, yes, I've got to train. It's amazing what peer pressure does, and watching other people uh, train does for you. You're just like, yes,
0: yes, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm the same way. YouTube helps me a lot, and Instagram okay. now. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you, if you. Everyone
1: out there, if you're not sure or anxious or you know don't feel like training, just watch the bar stars or Marcus Bondi YouTube clips. You'll be like, yes, go
0: for it. Yeah, I definitely agree. You have you felt like you ever overtrained? I yes, I do, but from that, I just
1: get generic sort of tired. And then I'll just have a rest day and, and just eat well and rest and hydrate. And then I'm back into it. And although maybe we'll cover a bit of nutrition here. I'm, I do take creatine every day. I'm a big believer of creatine. I, I think it definitely helps. But if you're taking creatine, you need to have lots of water as well. You need to be drinking heaps of water all the time. Uh, and I take magnesium tablets every night after dinner. That I think that's great for muscle relaxing and muscle health and muscle strength um and I, I, I my nutrition's pretty basic just um, lots of vegetables lots of fruit lots of beans nuts i eat beef chicken fish maybe once a week not too much I drink lots of water minimize alcohol i know i know it sucks but i I'm, i never really like the taste of alcohol anyway so i don't have alcohol but i find if i ever try it it's 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 very bad for training and, and muscle and strength, and everything that we do, it's not good. Have you ever been injured working out? No, never, no, never. And I put that down to being very gradual and very careful, although I did get one injury when I was training for Ninja Warrior on the, uh, and that, that's not really a training injury, it was more a, what do you call it, parkour injury yeah parkour about injury <laughs> all about injuries parkour as opposed to calisthenics parkour is doing things you should never really do <laughs> anyway because it's also you know it's also precarious where nine times out of ten it's awesome and the one time out of ten it's an injury and so <laughs> so I, I much prefer controlled training you know in in that environment but that's the only time I've been injured when I was on the uh, on that wall, on the warp wall, wall, and I jumped off it too high, and I just landed on the on the, on the angle, and my ankle twisted, and it was just, you know, it was just a silly error. And I was fatigued; it was late at night, and it was just silly. But it just—it's good to straighten you out. I think, just focus what you're doing. Work straight. Did you make it up the warp wall? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I made that's that's where my mistake was. I made it up ten times. But then at the, this is at a training camp, like at a ninja training camp, where they had a walk wall. I did it 10 times. And then I'd been at the, the ninja course for maybe three or four hours. And the end of the night, it's like 11 p.m., I'm like, oh, I'm going now. And it, it, one guy's like, oh, just do one more, one more. It, it's always the way, isn't it? Just do one more. And I was fatigued. And then so I ran up the walk wall got up to it and I thought I'll just jump down like I normally do. And I just jumped down but because I was I was just fatigued and not focused and tired. And I just landed
0: the wrong way. Marcus, how would you tell someone who wants to start kinesthetics? What advice would you give them? Okay. Reps
1: will save you and they will give you success. Start with reps, all basics. Just start with push-ups. Push-ups are the easiest thing to start with because all you need is a floor, and yourself and just get the reps up do them with correct form elbows point backwards close to your arms close to your body legs together ankles together start with one push-up even if you can't do push-ups start on your knees uh, and get the reps up so that's the very first thing just get start building that upper body strength uh, and so doing lots of push-ups even if you do 10 every hour you know that's a 100 a day, 700 a week. That'll give you strength and it'll start conditioning your muscles and strength uh, for calisthenics. Another important thing is get a pull-up bar. Even a doorway pull-up bar is awesome. I've got one and I use it all the time. Get a doorway pull-up bar. Sorry?
0: I fully agree. That's uh,
1: top-notch advice. uh,
0: Yeah. If you can get a
1: pull-up bar, that's gold. That's pure gold. That's all you need. A pull-up bar and you're set. Uh, You can basically do... You know, passive hangs, just do, and again, same as the push-ups, do lots of reps on the pull-up bar, always doing reps. And if you can, put it in the doorway that you're walking past all the time so you don't forget it and, and say, right, whenever I walk past, I'm just going to bang out a set of pull-ups or chin-ups, even hang a string off it with a little sign saying, hey, you, do some pull-ups. That way you're always never chicken out of doing pull-ups. You'll always do them. But definitely recommend the pull-up bar and push-ups. Just get started. watch a lot of videos, watch bar stars videos, watch my videos, Marcus Bonndi as well. Just get just be training all the time, be doing something, always be stretching. but don't worry about doing all the fancy moves too soon because from what I've seen that just leads to injury and pain and suffering and disappointment. Get your strength first. Get to fifty good quality fast, strong push-ups. Get to twenty nice strong pull-ups. Explosive power. Then you can worry. Then you can focus on skills because all the skills will come much easier after that.
0: What's something you wish you knew when you first started calisthenics?
1: Uh, something I wish I knew. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm very happy with how it's gone, but it's look. Oh, I wish. I wish I knew about more. Variations and varieties, because when, when I when I started was I actually started in the 70s, so I didn't know much about variations. All I all ever knew about was push up, pull up. That's it. But <laughs> that was it. Like, oh, and crunch, sit up, crunch, and and squats. That was it. And star jumps. But as far as what we know, we I it, you know it took a while to discover that to be creative and discover different elements because it was. Exercise was such a static, rigid concept then in the 70s and 80s. It's like, do a pull-up, that's it. Do a push-up, that's it. No variation, no creativity, no endurance element to it. So one thing I wish I knew was more about the variations that are out there and uh, the, all the dynamic multidimensional aspects of uh, calisthenics. And that's one of the most beautiful things about it. It's it's such a creative a force, calisthenics, and just seeing guys and girls all over the world doing these incredible, really wonderful calisthenics moves that are all, all about fitness, health, and just getting really strong and and at every aspect of your dynamic levels of your body.
0: Yeah, fully agree. Is is Bondi Beach where you train the most?
1: Yes. Yeah. Pretty much ninety percent of the time is at Bondi Beach, on the pull up bars there. Uh, and do, I do sprints on the sand there as well. But I train around, you know, anywhere I go, I'll train. Uh, anywhere there's a park or a tree branch, I'll hang rings off it or a towel, do pull-ups. Uh, anywhere there's a hill or sand, I'll do sprints. Just fun stuff like that. Is
0: Bondi Beach warm all year long?
1: It's pretty good all year long. We, it's maybe, you know, May, June, July, August. It's, it might drop down to about, in, uh, to about, 20 degrees, which is like, I don't know, about 70 Fahrenheit in the U.S. system. But it's, yeah, it's, you can swim all year long. It's super warm and hot for eight, nine months of the year. Oh, you can get beautiful, hot, sunny days even through winter where there's no cloud and it's a beautiful sunny day and there's people swimming on the beach, surfing, or even through winter. It drops, doesn't get too cold. But basically, it's beautiful weather all year round.
0: What's your... What, what's your opinion on sunblock do you put sunblock on or oh
1: yeah all the time yeah you have to otherwise you just can't you have to put sunblock on otherwise the sun just burns you man it's you know and that way you can get through the whole year without
0: sunburn for sure does it bother you when you do pull ups after putting sunblock on cause I used to live in oh. Miami and whenever I, I used to hate when i go to the pull-up bar and it was just so slippery and slimy from the uh, sunscreen.
1: Uh, okay. Well, see, if the actual bars slippery and slimy from sunblock, you have to get a towel and wipe it off or rub some chalk on it and rub it off. Or what I do, my trick, so my hands don't get slippery and slimy, I actually put just a plastic bag on my hand, put the sunscreen from the bottle on my shoulders and arms and put my hand in a plastic bag like a glove and wipe the sunscreen on through the plastic bag, you know, using the plastic bag, so my hands don't get any, my actual palms <laughs> don't get sunblock. That's smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, out of necessity. Like you said, I don't like getting the sunscreen on, you know, the hands slippery. But, you know, if your hands are slippery from sunblock, just rubbing sand on them gets it off, or even putting chalk on will, will dry it up.
0: When you go to break a world record the day of, what's your... What's actually the week of? What is uh, your lead up to it? Like, do you scale back your training so you could have more strength? Yes. Yes. And I find the biggest challenge is psychologically,
1: the psychological aspect of your training, thinking about this world record that's coming up. And you, you, you really start to second guess yourself in the last week. Like, am I training enough? Am I training too much? And it's tempting to overdo it and to keep training hard, to keep reassuring yourself. But that's the worst thing you can do because you tire yourself out. A week before, you really have to start to taper back and take control of it and just do maybe just a very high intensity, one minute or two minute workout, which is replicating the record. Stop training long term altogether and just do replicate the actual record itself. Um, But pretty much in the days prior and the day immediately prior to the record, as much as it's counterintuitive and I can't do it, you have to try to chill and rest. (laughs) And then on the day, you'll have that energy and power to do it. Uh, So, yeah, so the week leading up to it, it's very psychological. It's a battle with yourself, with all the doubts and fears and inconsistencies that you have and overcoming those to break that world record yeah so it's it's just about careful management and planning uh and 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 not exhausting yourself
0: so the bit so the day before the world record you also train
1: oh no i'll look i'll, I'll i might just do one actual one minute of training 60 seconds depending on what the record is uh just to activate the muscles but not to tire them out
0: how tall are you, Marcus? Because I know you're pretty tall. For usually people yeah. that do calisthenics kind of are uh, on the shorter side.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm six foot one, and I'm about 180 pounds.
0: And what's your maximum number of one arm chin ups you could do?
1: Uh, on the right arm, six, and on the left arm, five. Still catching up on the left, but yeah, can do six on the on the right arm. That's amazing. How about one arm pull ups? One arm pull-ups a few less, so probably four on the right arm and three on the left.
0: And how old are you now, Marcus?
1: Hey, I'm 54. 54. My wife thinks I'm 34. Don't tell my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Do
0: Do you feel now you're stronger than you were, let's say, 10, 20 years ago?
1: yes 100 percent, totally and that's something i want to tell everyone out there listening in bar stars land you are going to get stronger and stronger and stronger train carefully train smart you will get the, your body has no option but to obey you treat it right train hard and you will become stronger it's it's quite incredible you just got to stick with it and train hard and because you're building that dense muscle with muscle memory and good quality muscle that you can build over years and years. So, yes, definitely
0: stronger. A lot, of the, a lot of people say that you get weaker as you get older. You feel like that hasn't been true. For you. Yeah, you know why people get weaker when they get older? Because everyone says,
1: ah, don't bother training. You get weaker when you get older. So no one bothers training, so they get weaker. <laughs> right.
0: That's
1: funny. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scam. Don't listen to it. <laughs> it's a scam. <laughs> they just want you to be, ah, don't bother training, you're old. Bullshit. <laughs> of course, if you stop training, you're going to get weaker. I've got one client. He started training with me. He was 90 when he started. He's 96 now. And I guarantee he's put on actual muscle. He's put on bicep muscle, tricep muscle, because I've got him doing those standing like pull-up rows against the bar with his feet under the bar. And he's put on muscle, leg muscle. Every He is put on muscle at 90, and his wife said to him, oh, don't bother training, you're an old man, don't be stupid. And he started training, and he's putting on muscle. So you can always put on muscle, you can always get stronger, Ed.
0: That's that's great to hear. That is absolutely great. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about your website. You have a website, right? Oh,
1: yeah, I've got a website, and uh, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. Um, and uh, YouTube, look it's all about, on, on my uh, website I just, basically it's um, elements of my Instagram and YouTube, just training advice, tips, uh, how to get stronger nutrition advice, and everyone out there in vast land, go on my um, Instagram or YouTube or website, send me a message, I, I answer pretty much all messages uh if people send me a message about training whatever i'm happy to happy to chat happy to answer any any message anyone could have about training or fitness nutrition whatever uh so yes yeah, so it's a website and instagram's good i put you know a lot of stuff on instagram but also not just me but everyone i train with all the awesome guys and girls that i meet around the world that i train with um like you when we were in new york ed we went to Tompkins square park we banged out some reps that was awesome So, yeah, everyone around the world, it's just a fun Instagram and YouTube of awesome things, uh, people doing awesome calisthenics. But now I've noticed with young people today, I think a lot of people suffer from anxiety or depression or boredom. And what i found is the best cure for that is calisthenics exercise. Everybody out there, if you're bored, anxious, depressed, get training. Smash it with pull-ups. Smash it with push-ups. Smash it with exercise. Get the blood flowing, circulating through your body, fresh blood to your brain, through your liver, your kidney. Your whole body gets stronger. It'll give you motivation. And every push up you do is a win. You do one push up a day, it's a win. 100, that's 100 wins that are yours. No one can take it away from you. So that's, that's a big part of it on my website, Instagram, and YouTube. Just having fun, loving life, getting the most out of life.
0: That's awesome. You're always so uh, motivating.
1: Ah, oh, yeah. Look, that's. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's we're all on this planet together to get the most out of life. Let's just be motivating and, and enjoy it while we're here. You know, just get the most out of it, and and have fun with it. That's the bottom line. And it's that's a wonderful thing about the calisthenics community worldwide, which you're a huge part of, and and you've met people from all over the world who who are into calisthenics and training, and it's it's people. Often they were people who were bored or or shy or depressed or anxious, but exercise, it helps them to really develop and and grow as a person and it it really helps with with everything. But also to achieve that, you have to have self-discipline and diligence and determination, which are all good things to, to develop. And that's just from doing the push up, doing the pull up, you know, eating correctly, looking after yourself, all those things, Ed.
0: Yeah, I fully agree. For me, it's definitely given me confidence and changed my life. The aspects that you need to excel in calisthenics, you could apply across all fields of life and it's going to help you out.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That determination, diligence, stick-to-itiveness. And the great thing is it's not like um, a lot of sports where you have to go out and spend a lot of money and you have to go out in public and join a team or a club to do it. You can get started in your, in your bedroom. You know what I mean? You get started. No one has to know if you're shy or anxious or whatever. Start in your bedroom, develop from there. You don't need to be part, you know, you don't need to put yourself right out there. You can start slowly, quietly at home in your backyard, in your bedroom and develop and and progress really well just from that angle.
0: Yeah, exactly. What record are you working on next? If, if any,
1: uh, I think the world record I'm working on is, uh, I think there's a speed rope climb record I need to work on.
0: That's like, who could, who could climb the fastest? Yes, just for a
1: five-meter rope. Just climbing up a five-meter rope as fast as possible.
0: Marcus, I remember following you on YouTube uh, years ago, and I remember wherever you would leave a, a comment, it was always positive, and you always ended it with the words, train hard.
1: Yes sir, train hard, that's a trick.
0: That's it,
1: just train hard. Don't worry about anything else, just train hard. Everything else will come together.
0: That definitely stuck to like, as a trademark for you. Like whenever I think of Marcus Bondi, I think of train hard.
1: Excellent, thanks Ed, that really means a lot because also when I watch your videos, of actually you, you training, you're always amazing. I go, yeah, Ed's still on it. you know, all these guys from 10, 15 years ago, still repping out, still, Doing super impressive stuff, you know, so Ed, that's the biggest compliment you could ever pay me. Thank you, man. It's I think it's awesome. I love watching you. You always amaze me. I'm like, ah, it's still cranking it big time, you know, like it's just
0: awesome. Thank you, Marcus. Um, it, was, it was it was a pleasure having you. Um, I really appreciate oh, okay. it. Thank you for taking the time.
1: Oh, awesome. It's fantastic. And, you know, and, I'll, and look, e- everywhere... That we've been at. I remember, you know, when we were in Moscow, when we were in Oslo, New York, all over the world. It's just such a great community, and you're a wonderful part of it. You've done so much. You know, just think about. I don't know if you ever think about it, but the amount of people you've inspired globally to do a push up, and what where that's taken them in their life, socially, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, at all those levels. Ed, you know, there's millions of people that have you've you've empowered to go to the next level and become better people and, and healthier, fitter, happier people in the world. So, Ed, thank you, brother. You are awesome. It's amazing what you've done. Big
0: internet hug to you, man. Way to go, Ed. Thank you. I absolutely appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, train hard. Real quick, if you like the podcast episode, you can help us out by rating us five stars. Just head to wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a nice five-star review. It helps us rank and it helps us promote the podcast to more people. And it's a great way to share the message. We always appreciate your help and support. Thank you.